0: You're listening to Two Eaves in a Trenchcoat. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Madison. And today we're gonna to be talking about fan subs.
1: Oh hell yeah.
0: So Madison, what is your experience with fan subs, or like what do you think of when you think of fan subs?
1: All according to Kekaku. <laughs> <laughs> Editor's note. Kekaku means <laughs> plan. Uh, that's the one that lives in my head rent-free. I could not tell you the last time I watched Death Note, let alone like the subbed version of Death Note. But boy, howdy, does that just—you can't forget that if you were an anime fan in the early 2000s. <laughs> um, otherwise, I don't think I ever really had like bad experiences with fandoms, like the ones that are like nearly unwatchable because the like the subbers don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. um I just sort of know about the very like memey ones from being on the internet mm-hmm. um did you like watch a lot of fan subs or you mostly like just watch
0: dubs or um
1: at least when I was watching Naruto when it was coming out um mm-hmm. I did watch it it had to have been fan subs at the time um mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you like what person was doing it? It's been so long, but I did have to like download the episodes to watch them on like a media player. Uh, so they were definitely fan subbed. I'm pretty sure mostly everything I watched that was not on TV and dubbed was fan subbed at the time, like Princess Resurrection and, and Rosen Maiden, Chibi Vampire, Vampire Night, or in High School Host Club until it, it got dubbed. Um, Like, I'm pretty sure those were all all fan-subbed at the time. Because none of us were watching it on official channels or anything. It was all fucking (laughs) uh, piracy sites and stuff. Mm -hmm.
0: So uh, a fan-sub is basically a show or movie translated and subtitled by fans, uh, usually from its original language. Um, For the purposes of this episode, we're specifically going to be talking about fan-subbed anime. But there are fan-subs for, like dramas um that have usually ones that haven't been licensed yet so a little bit of history the tradition began with anime clubs in the 80s really yeah uh when i say anime clubs i don't mean like the four other kids in your high school who've also seen italia it was like (laughs) it was like these um national groups of fans with chapters around um the country
1: oh hell that's
0: Yeah. Really cool. It's, it's like, it's like old school fandom. Um, so you'd have these, uh, chapters of anime clubs where someone who could afford the equipment to create a fan sub would get the tape or laser disc from someone and create the script and translate it and stuff like that. So fan subs were free or you paid the cost of the tape. But tapes would frequently turn up at dealer booths at conventions. Uh, I noticed this when I was watching old episodes of Detective Conan, mm-hmm. which was mostly fan-subbed. Um, mm-hmm. But on some of the episodes, there's like a scrolling title that's like, if you paid for this, you got ripped off. Because people oh, would man. take these fan-subs and then just go sell them at conventions.
1: Oh, I rem- I <laughs> distinctly remember that. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the late 70s, early 80s, they were pretty much the only way to watch shows as close to their original form as possible, because US studios didn't know how to treat anime if they couldn't cut it up and turn it to a kid's show, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so this happened a lot more early 80s before, um, more adult shows got imported. Like, one I've brought up before is Nausicaa, which got turned into basically a completely different movie, and is why Ghibli was pissed and didn't let anyone- didn't let anyone in the U.S. license their movies for a good long while.
1: I mean, honestly, valid of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. from what I can remember of the English version of Nausicaa, it is a travesty.
0: It, it's like unrecognizable. It um,
1: really is.
0: So fans would make copies of these fan subs to share. But the problem is, is that they're usually VHS tapes, which degrade over time. So you can imagine what a tape that's been copied for like the 20th time looks like.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Looking like a Vaporwave album cover. <laughs>
0: like a really fried JPEG meme. Jesus
1: Christ, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, the old school way to create these was basically find a copy of the show, which you'd call a RAW, uh, usually a Laserdisc, or if you didn't have laser Laserdisc, you'd record it off your TV, if you didn't mind, like, worse quality. Oof. And then someone <laughs> would have to produce a script. By listening to the dialogue and writing it down and translating it. Holy shit. Which, yeah, a long-ass time. Um, And then you'd have to time and match the subs to the dialogue. And then use your um, equipment to match that up in your computer. And then after that, you could create copies and distribute those. But this equipment was really expensive. It would take maybe like $4,000 to do like 10 or so hours of... Footage,
1: yeah. And that's an eighties money.
0: Yeah. Well, I, actually I don't know, but four thousand dollars is
1: I mean a that's lot. a lot then, that's a lot now. Yeah. Even with inflation, like that's a lot. <laughs> I'm poor. <Yeah. laughs> Anything over five hundred bucks is expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the rise of the internet, people are able to create digi subs, which is you get your raw um Mm-hmm. as a vhs tape or a dvd or now torrents and then you'd have a translator who'd watch the video and provide like a timestamp text file plus their translator notes and then editor and translation checker would go through the subs for errors typesetter takes care of appearance of text so picking the font making sure on-screen text appears in the right place mm-hmm. and then final quality checks and then you upload it to your website or post up the torrent oh man yeah so it it still took a lot of team effort, but it wasn't nearly as expensive to do it this way.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was still a lot of effort. It took a lot of dedication mm-hmm. to want to wanna do that.
0: Yeah. It was usually like a team of people because there's no way like one person could do this with any reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if you had an encoder, they create a subtitle file. I don't know if you've ever heard of hard subs versus soft subs. I have not. Um, So hard subs are, they're just copied directly onto the video. So they're very difficult to remove without compromising quality. And Crunchyroll used to do hard subs, which made it real easy to just rip the shows off their website and upload them somewhere else with, like, minimal effort. Oop. But if you do soft subs, which is what they do now, um, you could either mix those directly into the video or save them as a separate file. So if you torrent it, there's usually, like, a sub file with your show um and that means you can just put it into like vlc play or whatever and it'll the subs will just pop up as a subtitle file so then you can change the text um it means that the you don't degrade the quality so if you have like a shitty video the subs aren't also shitty
1: oh okay so that's why sometimes low quality videos will have crisp crisp subtitle yeah. text okay
0: because <laughs> it's a separate file so, because these fan subs were done by fans, it was illegal. Um, oh boy. But it was often <laughs> it was often the only way Western fans could watch new shows that hadn't been picked up or weren't available in their region. So, I watched a whole lot of fan subs because I didn't have access to Funimation in Ireland. So, I'd have to rummage around on YouTube to find someone's like three part of like episode six of Death Note. Or eventually I'd find, like, a website that would just do bleach subs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because anime was such a relative unknown at that point in Ireland, I, like, it was a lot easier, I think, to find them illegally. But it was also, like, the only way I could find them if I wanted to watch stuff. Yeah. Um And there was kind of a loose code of ethics. Like, some subgroups would stop working on a show once it got licensed, or they took down their episodes. Um Some just finished out the show and depending on the studio like there are some u.s licensors that are like we don't care it's like free advertising because if someone really likes the show they might go ahead and buy the dvd when it comes out Mm -hmm. some studios in japan especially did not like it and discouraged it um because it compromised their sales and the way the major way anime makes money is through blu-ray and dvd sales now really and merch sales yeah the amount of, of that money that actually makes it to the animators is <laughs> debatable, because um, I've been looking into a little bit of what it is like being an animator in Japan, mm-hmm. and they get paid dirt, especially in the
1: first year. That's what I've heard.
0: Yeah, and the money from Blu-ray sales and DVD sales usually goes to like either the distributor or the, um, the studio, and doesn't usually trickle down to the animators. Mm-hmm. So... I think you should buy, um, and support shows, but the plight of animators in Japan is, like, a whole different episode. Honestly. Um, so, some pros of fansubs. Some of these are, like, just my personal thing. Like, one thing I really liked with fansubs is that you get the karaoke-style subs with the opening, and they would put, like... The kana at the top, or the romanji at the top, and then at the bottom is the English translation and the kanji. And that's, that's- how I learned a lot of my favorite opening themes.
1: Yeah! I can still <laughs> sing a lot of like the OG 2003, like Full Metal Alchemist openings. Um, mm-hmm. and like at least two of the Naruto ones because of fan subs doing that.
0: Yeah. Oh, good times. Um, and official subs. Don't do that. Like, they just don't have the time. No. If you're lucky, you might get the Romanji every other episode. Um, Like, some Funimation shows, like, I think they did it for Oran. They did it for Full Metal Alchemist, I think. But for the most part, you're not getting, like, the really invested opening theme, karaoke style. Mm-hmm. Like, the lyrics light up as the person sings them kind of opening yeah. subs. And fans could do that because they don't have to worry about how much it costs, because they're usually just volunteers. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to worry about like going over their budget because they kind of don't really have one. Translators usually assume that the people watching were fans with some rudimentary knowledge of Japanese. So they'd leave in like honorifics like san or sama. Mm-hmm. Um they'd use onisan instead of older brother and stuff like that. Which I think makes sense because the people who are gonna go look for fan subs aren't like some rando, like, kid.
1: There there are people who are already, like, I- into anime and are looking for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, at that point, you would definitely have picked up at least very, very, very basic words that, yeah. are, that are used a lot.
0: Like, I feel like that was good and bad because it's good because that's how I started my interest in learning Japanese and started some of my rudimentary knowledge. But it also means that... Some fans will look at official subs and be like, they ain't translated this wrong, when the amount of Japanese they know is, like, barely at a first grade level. It's just because, like, just because you know what Chan means does not mean that you know how to translate an entire anime.
1: Truly. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, <laughs> just because you you know three words um, and say waifu just, does not mean... <laughs> can do the job of a of a translator for this yeah. show. And
0: also because translation is, like, a whole skill set. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there are words that we just do not have English equivalents for. And especially with official subs, like, they want... They, they expect that the people watching aren't just the hardcore fans. So you have to kind of make a compromise between, like, what do you do a straight translation of how do you change things for people who who don't know as much Japanese um who are just reading the subs like how do you translate puns
1: yeah and, jo- and puns and jokes like mm-hmm. that's a skill set is being able to translate mm-hmm. that into another language especially English which is a broke ass frankenstein <laughs> language and I'm so sorry to anyone who has to learn it <laughs> as a second language cuz it's it is garbage
0: Um, My favorite joke about English is that um, English went into an alley with a bunch of other languages, beat them up, and rifled through their pockets for loose grammar.
1: Truly. Absolutely. (laughs) I literally just saw a video that was like a TikTok on Tumblr or something like two days ago that was like, yeah, means yes. Yeah, no, (laughs) means no. Yeah, for sure, means yes. Like... (laughs) Oof. Um, Again, I am so sorry to anyone who has to, who willingly or unwillingly has to learn English as a second language. (laughs) It's absolutely awful. And I'm saying that as a native speaker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Technically, I learned English as a second language, but I also learned it so young that I have no memory of the learning curve. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the same way that when you speak in English, you don't think about how to phrase something which is what happens with me in Swahili, I don't think about how I'm going to phrase it. It just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird like thinking about, like, how does that work? Like, when I'm trying to put a sentence together in Japanese, there's like, I can hear my brain working.
1: Yeah. It doesn't help that there is, like, the sentence structure is entirely different. And so mm-hmm. not only are you dealing with translating it into a language that is Missing, like, a lot of words that are common words in Japanese to describe stuff, but it it is that entirely different sentence structure.
0: But I think, like, Japanese and Gaelic are sort of similar in their sentence structure, and I learned Gaelic when I was, like, eight or nine. So then jumping to Japanese wasn't too bad. But now I don't remember, like, any Gaelic, so...
1: I mean, Gaelic is... Honestly, just as bad as English for something being written completely differently than how it is pronounced.
0: Yeah, my Irish accent was pretty
1: terrible when I was trying to speak speak Irish. Mine is I- incredibly terrible and probably <laughs> offensive. Uh, so Japanese is subject, object, verb, where the verb is at the end of the sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, where English is subject, verb, object. So the object is usually at the end of the sentence in English.
0: Oh, so fan subgroups often picked up shows that licensors didn't, especially shorts or kid shows that, say, Funimation and Crunchyroll aren't as inclined to pick up because they don't have an audience for those pretty much. Mm -hmm. In the days when 4Kids and Dick were... Dubbing anime for Western audiences. Um.
1: Sorry, I always call it D-I-C because I know if I call it dick, I'm going to laugh every f***ing time. Because I'm a child. Is its is it, <laughs> is it, is it, is it D-I-C or is it actually dick? I've always called it D-I-C because when it's abbreviated, the D and the C are capitalized. Okay. I don't know. It could be dick, but <laughs> I know that I will laugh because I am a teenaged boy every time. and And the... Any penis-related jokes will make me laugh, um, but I've always said- I've always personally said D.I.C.
0: Okay. So, back in the day when Four Kids and D.I.C. were uh, dubbing anime, they would significantly edit the original, which is mm-hmm. how you get characters with changed names or- Cousins Two girls that in a relationship who are suddenly cousins.
1: Cousins that kiss. That's- mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, um. they're, they're cousin's children. <laughs> uh so
0: often the only way to get the original uncut edit- unedited versions was to find a fan sub, um uh, because some companies did do parallel releases, like I think DIC realized that there was an audience for uncut uh episodes of Sailor Moon. But it was kind of a gamble because when you're marketing to children and you're not really sure what the adult audience is and it was pretty small anyway it's a lot of money to spend on like a small audience that might not even buy it because it costs so much to produce them
1: yeah DIC and Sailor Moon specifically is the history of it is really interesting and I mean, I'm going to talk about Sailor Moon at some point. Probably the next episode, honestly, since I've been re-watching it. Um, <laughs> but, like, not only did they really... Like, they were the officially l- licensed dub. um, But, like, they changed so much that it is nearly unrecognizable from the content of the original show. And yeah. on top of that, they cut out tons of episodes like there's about a half of a season for one of them one of the seasons missing they'd never picked up one of the last seasons at all and never brought it over to to america um mm-hmm. i think it was the the one with the starlights that's probably because they were wearing bikinis um <laughs> and dic was like not in my good christian minecraft server <laughs> because <laughs> um, they they definitely cut out a, a lot of a lot of different episodes like I think I actually watch like one of the Sailor Moon movies with subtitles like I don't remember it being dubbed mm-hmm. like I don't think they ever dubbed the movies either
0: yeah with Tokyo Mew, they got as far as episode 26 before they got their license provoked I think and the entire show was 52 episodes so there's just a whole chunk that doesn't exist as an official dub. It mm-hmm. you have to find it fan And I think it hasn't been picked up as an official um it hasn't been licensed by anybody, so you can't even find a legal sub of it. Man, and without without fan subs, I wouldn't have been able to watch the show that <laughs> ruined my life. Um, but yeah, uh some of the cons which I've gotten into a little bit, but Historically, you could only get your hands on a fansub by knowing somebody, because fansubbing, as I said, could be very expensive. Mm -hmm. So, the only people with disposable income who could do it means that their friends weren't, like, you know, teenage girls in middle school.
1: Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Later
0: on, as you got fansub groups, they were under no obligation to keep subbing a show, especially as the show got longer, like... There's an episode of Detective Conan where the major group that was subbing it just stopped after a certain point. Like, the notes are like, yeah, this is... It's been great doing this for so-and-so many years, but we're not doing it anymore. So then... Yeah,
1: you you mentioned the, the whole uh, mole incident.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, like, if you can't find a... If your go to best subbing group just up and quits, like you're stuck with someone running the episode through Google Translate, basically.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> um, and then a lot of fan subgroups had their own, um, a lot of them were amateurs, so they didn't have like a consistent style guide. So sometimes translations could be literal or nonsensical, it could have horrible font choices or a nightmare to read.
1: Oh,
0: man. Uh, Sometimes uh, downloading or streaming a fan sub was like using Napster or LimeWire back in the ancient times.
1: Oof. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I gave my parents' computer and my grandma's computer a lot of malware uh, (laughs) from watching anime at, like, three in the morning Mm -hmm. on illegal websites.
0: (laughs) Um. One of the most popular fan sub groups was called Databio, and they did Bleach and Naruto before they it got licensed. It.
1: Dote ba- Dote Bio? oh my god, I love that. That's my boy. <laughs> so
0: they're kind of good and bad. Like they did some of the best. Um, they did the best job doing fan subs out of all of the pretty much like out of the trash heap.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: they're very much one of those groups that like. You're at the mercy of when they decided to release shows. Like, there's a story um, I found where someone was addicted to them on their forum, so they withheld an episode for a couple extra days.
1: Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's fair though. Like, they're doing it unpaid and out of and like out of the goodness of their hearts. So, like, I can't be too mad about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that, and also just the group was kind of like. They're dudes on the internet in the 2000s, so they weren't Uh, that
1: great. So insufferable. (laughs) Which isn't too different from now.
0: (laughs) Uh, And I looked them up because I used to watch their Bleach fan sub. And there is a story from 2007 that apparently they got arrested at a convention in Baltimore. And their hard drives got seized, their computers got seized... Um, A couple days later, the cops showed up again at one of their houses, and uh, the guy refused to hand over his hard drives, destroyed them instead. The cops tased him, he had a seizure, they took him to the hospital, and he died.
1: What the f**k?
0: But that story was posted on April 1st of 2007
1: jesus christ
0: so if that kind of gives you an idea of the kind of people these guys were like that was their idea of an april fool's joke
1: oh my Uh Mm. Mm. uh-huh mid-2000s internet love Mm -hmm. it um because
0: it was weird because i was like damn that's messed up um and i was like wait a minute i need to if this was a supposedly a um, news story. Then there's evidence of it somewhere, right? And I googled it, and I couldn't find it anywhere.
1: Yeah. It was a joke. I was gonna say, wow, that they must have been like distributing kitty porn then, because why would you <coughs> destroy your hard drives over f- anime?
0: Yeah, especially in the US in the 2000s, where like no one <laughs> gives a yeah. shit.
1: Yeah, seriously. Um, what
0: probably really happened is that Naruto and Bleach got licensed. Um. So they did announce when Naruto got licensed that they were gonna stop uh, subbing Naruto,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then also they just got sick of people uploading their subbed episodes to YouTube. Oh, um, yeah, because they they post their um, the episodes to their own website, and then people would just rip them off and post them on YouTube for I don't know to get the cloud I guess
1: man, if, if the website is free, just watch it there. Like, support the people who are doing it for free. And, like, literally because they want other fans to be able to watch it. Like, it's not, again, it's not legal, but, like...
0: It just kind of sucks. Yeah. Because, like, the amount of hours it takes to put just one episode together, uh, especially as soon as possible after it airs in Japan, and then to have that ripped off and have some rando on YouTube upload it, and get all the views and stuff like
1: like sucks that's probably why there aren't a lot of people who do it Mm -hmm. besides like the prohibitive cost but
0: yeah um so yeah now some fansubbers who started out as fansubbers now work as pro translators in the industry
1: oh hell yeah good for them
0: right yeah it's kinda of, I guess it's kind of like how some fanfic authors become professional authors or um Uh, I
1: like... mean that's usually more unfortunate than not, but that we don't have to talk about that right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I assume there are like a lot more authors who wrote fanfic in the past and are actually good at their job and just uh deleted their work and distanced themselves from it. But yeah, it's, like, good because it gives people a start, but also some of the stuff that's coming out isn't
1: great. No, like, I literally <laughs> do not understand how, like, God, what the f*** is her name? Like, Cassandra Clare? Wasn't she a fanfic writer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, so some fan now work as pro translators. Um, official subs have pretty much taken over because um, you can't really keep up with simulcasts and simul dubs at this point. Mm -hmm. Because they get the scripts in advance, um, and they aim to publish, like, an hour or so after it airs in Japan. And you cannot keep up with that if you're a fan-subber.
1: Yeah. And they have, obviously, the funding to do it quickly and do it well.
0: Yeah. Um, Like, and it's gotten bigger over the years. Like, Crunchyroll went from subbing 20, 25 shows in 2016 to almost 50 every season now.
1: Damn. I didn't know yeah. they
0: were doing that much. Oh, it's- they're pretty much subbing. Like, I remember, um, when I went to- when I was at my peak of watching, like, 14 shows at a time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. You mean you're not there still?
0: I- I just recently hopped back into the trash, so. <laughs> <laughs> I took a brief detour and then looped around and found myself back in the dumpster again, but, um. Don't we all? <laughs> um. Yeah, when I was watching stuff simultaneously, it was mostly fan subs because most of what I was watching hadn't been licensed. Um, And then, so, like, I definitely noticed the difference then and getting back into watching stuff as it was airing now, where, like, 80% of my list is licensed now and I can just go on Funimation or Crunchyroll and watch it there. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, I do miss... The quirks of fan subs, but it is cool that now you can actually like you don't have to risk a virus on your computer anymore to go watch anime.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the age of having like meme sh post screencaps from fan subs <laughs> is unfortunately pretty long over, but yeah. keikaku can always live live in our hearts. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, like there's uh the last episode of Death Note, um I don't know if you can spoil a show that's been out for for over ten years, but, um... Spoiler
1: warning for an old-ass show.
0: (laughs) Um, like, something happens, uh, that's, like, very much not expected, and the subs just go, like, WTF across the entire screen. I
1: remember that. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Good times. Good times.
1: Wasn't, like, I'll take a chip and eat it also weren't like the <laughs> subtitles really extra for that? They were like in all caps or something. Like I remember that vaguely. Cause the dubbed version of that scene is iconic.
0: <laughs> oh god. It's so it's so weird.
1: It's absolutely unnecessary, but it's one of my favorite things ever. Cause Light is that dramatic bitch. He just mm-hmm. is.
0: Um so yeah it's it's pretty awesome actually that we can get um civil casts at all. But uh some people are big mad about official subs, um, I found this extremely pedantic Twitter account that I won't name in case they come after me. But, like, how many other Twitter accounts are screencapping every single instance of a weird translation or typo and posting them and calling them shitty? So, but,
1: <laughs> but are we a real podcast until we have some sort of Twitter beef?
0: <laughs> so they're called shit simulcasts. <sighs>
1: Creative.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? But it's weird because, I'm going to pull it up again, because I remember going through it thinking, this is the most pedantic shit I've ever seen in my life. Their pen tweet is, The purpose of this account is not to be an exhaustive review of Simulcasts. It is to demonstrate what a single viewer can pick up during one casual watch of an episode with minimal effort that any quality control should easily be able to fix. The lack thereof speaks for itself. Like, do they know that these people are translating from an entirely different language into English? Within an hour or so of it airing, the fact that we even get these episodes that don't look like garbage and are at least intelligible is pretty fucking incredible considering time difference, effort required. So to like take a screenshot of something and be like, I can't believe they translated Sama to noble.
1: Like, (laughs) dude. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. How about, how about you translate the episodes for free on your own time with the expensive equipment? I'm sure it'll go great with your grasp of the Japanese language. Oh my god. Sama is noble? That's- that's a decent translation, though! Oh my god. Like, yeah, words have different- several different meanings, especially, like, the more high-title honorifics, but, like, you gotta go with what makes sense for not only the scene, but, like, what is most easily understandable to the audience that you're translating for?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how difficult it is. Like, I, I read a thread recently from one of the translators for Yakuza, and the trouble they had with um, one of the games had characters that speak in kansai-ben, which is some translators translate that into like a New York accent or whatever. It's mm. not perfect. It doesn't really make sense that way, but it's the closest they can get to kind of translating the difference between kind of standard Japanese and Kansai. Um, but then it became a huge problem in later games when the vast majority of the game was pretty much just all Kansai. Um, oh no. So then they had to make a choice of like, there are some actors that won't be able to do whatever accent we asked them to do. So the thread was about how they kind of got over that hurdle of... um Instead of just doing, instead of giving up the dub entirely and kind of losing part of the audience, they worked Mm. through it and I think had, like, different speaking quirks instead, instead of, like, someone doing a New York accent from LA who would do a horrific job.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that kind of annoys me because, like, translators don't get paid all that well. They're under a massive time crunch and being, like, pedantic about it just doesn't seem fair to me.
1: Really, really, and truly, like meet me in the f-ing pit. Come on, <laughs> respect artists, <laughs> and it is an art.
0: No. It is.
1: It falls into the category of a niche ability that is underappreciated, but a lot of people derive pleasure, entertainment from. Like, it is an art form. To do it well, to do translations well, is an art form. Yep. Don't be an ass to them.
0: Yeah, like, it's kind of annoying if you're watching something and, like, a line isn't translated, like there's a missing line or whatever, but you can kind of guess from context and it's not like the entire episode is trash because of it. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, aside from pedantic criticisms of simulcasts, um, I did write down subs kept shows alive when their licensing expired. I don't know how much that has to do with, uh, my example is Evangelion, which... The reason why it was such a huge deal and why Netflix made such a huge deal of picking it up is because Mm -hmm. ADV Films used to own the US license and then the company went under so that it was kind of in licensing limbo for a hot minute because you couldn't get- Yeah, you could not get DVDs of it. You couldn't find like an official sub. I don't know if you could even get the official dub. Granted, the dub was sh. but- from what you... I remember,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I remember in my college anime club, um, when we picked between dubs and subs, we watched an- we'd watched. we watch one episode subbed, one episode dubbed. And I remember when we watched the dubbed episode, and there was just uproar. It was so bad. Like, we couldn't take anything seriously, because the dubs sucked so bad.
1: Yeah, I remember it not being the greatest.
0: Yeah. To be fair, it was dubbed in the '90s, which wasn't exactly known for caring about the quality of their dubs. Yeah,
1: but. you gotta remember the time <laughs> period it was dubbed into, because oof.
0: Ava did eventually get a redub from Netflix, which is significantly better. Um, and this happened also with Akira, which had a dub that um, this like a, I think a '2000s dub, which is significantly better. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that's why when Netflix is like guess what we've got Ava. everyone was like
1: oh yeah i have to i have to give eva a second chance because mm-hmm. um my best friend back in elementary school like her dad was obsessed with it she was obsessed with it it was like something they watched together um mm-hmm. not going to comment on the fact that we were in literal elementary <laughs> school but i can- i literally can't talk when i watched like the original Constantine movie and 13 ghosts and elementary school too um but I think she tried to show me like one or two episodes and I just when it started getting weird and existential I just I did not get it um again I was a child so Mm -hmm. I I definitely think now as an adult I should I should give it a second chance and if if not Watch the show and the movie. Um, At least try reading the manga. Mm -hmm. Um, But boy howdy, does that intro music still slap to this day. It's very good. Oh, uh, my friend uh, and I sang it at uh, his sister's wedding. (laughs) Because there was karaoke. uh, And we definitely did like one or two vocaloid slash anime <laughs> openings and the neon genesis one was one of them um
0: um yeah so fansubbing has also brought a new audience to shows that haven't been picked up by lanc- licensors at all
1: mm-hmm. mostly
0: shows aimed at children that weren't as popular with older anime fans um one example is aikatsu which is a uh, it's aimed towards like Young girls, basically, so mm-hmm. not so much, um, like, older anime fans wouldn't be as interested in it. But there's a fan subgroup that does it just because they like the show and they want more people to be able to see it.
1: Nice. Um,
0: and they also um, do a lot of work with Tokusatsu because... Um, so tokusatsu is a Japanese term for a live action film or TV drama that uses a lot of special effects. So Godzilla, Ultraman, Super Sentai, which got imported oh. as Power Rangers. Um, but the only way to watch these um, in the West, because so much of it is unknown over here, is to find a fan sub. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's super popular in Asia, but it just doesn't. Get imported unless you have like Power Rangers or Godzilla got so big that they had to p- pretty much.
1: Love um, my boy. <laughs> Love Godzilla.
0: Yeah. So if you want to watch, if you're a Super Sentai fan or just a fan of Tokusatsu, you're probably watching the fan sub. Mm-hmm. But it also has got harder to fan sub shows as Japan cracks down on copyright infringement. Um, over the years, they've done more and more raids and arrests of people supplying Raws to um, fan sub groups. Um, there was one recently where they're cracking down on scanlations now, too. Um, scanlations are fan-translated manga.
1: Yeah, that's not surprising at all, because mm-hmm. in that case, that directly affects, like, the manga author- the mangaka and their teams. Yes. Yeah. So that- it sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, they work on razor-thin margins, so taking money yeah. away from them is a lot more- um, lot more detrimental. Oh yeah, so I wanted to go a little bit into favorite fan sub <laughs> like issues. Hell I'm yeah! I'm send you this link of screenshots. Oh, I'm very excited. Um, in there is the infamous. All according to Keikaku. Kekaku oh, means plan.
1: Kekaku means plan.
0: <laughs> um, My so the first one boy. is um. Suzuku from Code Geass and he's holding it's one of those um, classic oh no. beach episodes uh-huh. and he's holding a fish in his hands and the subs say, I will now proceed to pleasure myself with this fish. Oh my god.
1: Oh, I recognize the second one with the cow. <laughs> moo, translator's note. Moo means moo.
0: I remember <laughs> that one. Um, yeah. And then after that, um... I don't actually know what anime this is. I should have looked this up, but, um...
1: The enemy song has left!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, stuff like this where I wonder, like, why did you translate enemy, but why did you leave the honorific on there? At least if it was consistent with the show of leaving honor- honorifics on there, it be one thing, but, like, it'd be weird if you translated it as, like, a Mr. Enemy. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> Um, what anime is this? I feel like I know this one.
1: What was that? It sounded like a homo being strangled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, incredible.
0: Um, so this one is from, I I don't know which Gundam, but the sub is, the the (laughs) character is holding up two fingers and it's that the subs say, you've made three mistakes here. (laughs) But in the... Yeah, he's holding up two fingers. But in the... Someone commented on this post and said that um, it's not so much that, like, it's translated wrong, it's that in Japan they count on their fingers differently. Mm. And... Like, they explain this in an episode of Detective Conan because it's, like, an important plot point the way a character counts to five on their fingers because Mm -hmm. in Japan they don't start on... I think they start on their thumb... And then in the West, typically you don't start with your thumb. You, sh-
1: you start on your pointer finger, usually. Yeah.
0: Um, So I don't know how right they are that this isn't a mistake, but
1: oh, that next one's from Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> Ghost brain, brain is, is being useless. eaten by semen. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, an
0: People infamous die one and from why you're
1: the- killed.
0: <laughs> so an infamous one from uh, <laughs> uh, one of the Fate series. <laughs> People die if they are killed.
1: Uh, <coughs> I recognize that one. Oh my god, I haven't seen that in years.
0: Someone pointed out that, like, I understand why they translated it this way. Um.
1: But it's really funny.
0: <laughs> and, it, like, it makes sense in context. It's just, like, a problem in how they chose to translate it. Or chose yeah. to translate it.
1: Like, like, it's not translated incorrectly, but it could have been, like, phrased into English better. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have been an, a- like, a-, a better sentence. Oh my god, the next one. It's called, fucking brackets, whatever she just said.
0: <laughs> Good job. Um,
1: Immaculate translating.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, the character said something, um, and like where <laughs> what happened at this point because your job as a translator is to translate stuff but like did they hear it and were just like F- it, i don't know what she said and i'm not going to try
1: maybe it was like an intern's first day on the job who knows
0: um oh this screenshot is from um the 1999 uh hunter hunter anime mm-hmm. um and the context of the scene is that Gon, the main character, uses a fishing rod as his weapon. But, oh, um, God. at this point, he's been training with it to use it more as a weapon. But the sub has decided to translate it as, I've been swinging my rod around since yesterday.
1: Bruh! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that's not how that sentence works. Oh, there's um. my boy, according to Kekaku. <laughs> <laughs> translator's note Keikaku means plan. Oh, so good.
0: Um, and you don't, you can't get that with official subs anymore. You
1: don't get, I will proceed to pleasure myself with this fish. You don't get Keikaku means plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I miss translator's notes because one thing I, I miss also about fan subs is those translator's notes because um, sometimes they would provide useful context for certain things. Like if there was a cultural reference that wouldn't make sense to someone who doesn't live in Japan or know Japanese culture as well, they yeah. would provide that context in the note. Some mm-hmm. shows had were so dense with these culture references that you would have to pause the show to read the paragraph that they posted as a translator's note. Yeah. Um, but like, it was fun, because, like, I feel like, um, not to romanticize the past, but I feel like I had more patience to pause... An episode and read their obnoxiously long translator's note and like i don't remember as often seeing as often this issue i have with some official subs where um when they translate text on screen with with some fan subs they make the effort to say a character is looking at a text they would either like write the translation close to it or just overlay it, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But with some official subs, it'll just be like a separate line of text at the top while the character speaking is running across the bottom. And it's just very distracting and annoying to look at. And sometimes it's not clear, like, are you translating text or is this a character speaking? Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't really make that effort. And I think again, because of time and money to do these um, more involved text overlays and translation of text on screen, unless it's like integral to the plot, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah. In conclusion, fan subs weren't always great, but they'll live forever in my heart.
1: All according to Keikaku <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, I think it's going to be the title of this episode.
1: Which really has to be the title of this episode. <laughs> God. You know, I do I do miss the culture of of fan subs. It's definitely a lot mm-hmm. different now with with a lot of things, you know, getting licensed which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you know, there, it was just another just like the the big 3, which isn't really a thing anymore. It it is a it is a cultural fandom component that was integral In the early 2000s. Um, but really isn't much of a thing now. Mm -hmm. Unless something is like truly obscure and has no chance of like ever being brought over to the the US to be officially translated.
0: Yeah, the last thing I can remember watching that I don't think will ever get licensed is this short called... um, It was like a show that kind of took the art style of... I think maybe 30s, 40s anime? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a short show of, like, this kind of devilish child character. I was kind of, like, like watching, like, the first episode of, the first episodes of Steamboat Willie, like, that kind of style. Um, yeah. Kurayami-santa. Oh. Set in the 60s, the show centers around Santa, a, fami- a familiar from hell who's char- charged with maintaining the border between hell and the human world. Huh. Um, yeah, and there were just short three minute episodes, uh, that only got fansubbed because, like, there kind of isn't any point in translating a show that's only three minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, it, it felt more like a, it wasn't, like, a show with, like, a running narrative, really, or, like, a complex plot or whatever. It was, like, it felt like a, like, it was just artists who got to experiment with something, which was cool. Um, Like, they weren't doing this to, like, make money, basically. It was, like, a bunch of artists and animators doing something cool. Um, So I think it's, Pretty awesome that a fan sub group took it on and translated it for people like me who barely know first grade Japanese.
1: Hey, I mean you know more than I do. <laughs>
0: yeah, so that's a brief history into fan subs.
1: Cool. That was very. That was very informative.
0: Yeah, my sources were Anime News Network, uh, Polygon, and Wikipedia.
1: Hey.
0: And, like, a couple of forum posts, like, the ones about, um, Dante Bio being um,
1: shitposts. being a bunch of f-ing <laughs> children on the internet. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about what we've been watching this week?
1: Yeah. What have you been watching this week?
0: Uh, let's see. I just finished that show about, um, the, the, like, government yokai department
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah um that's fun it's like it was good but it also kind of felt like um they could have done more with it and i don't know if that's just like they had a lot of potential and just don't live up to it or it was supposed to be kind of episodic sort of monster of the week type thing
1: uh is the series completely over
0: I don't think so, but it was only 12 episodes with some OVAs, so... Okay. Um, so, and the OVAs are kind of, like, additional Monster of the Week type episodes, so they don't really add anything to, like, the plot, um...
1: Oh, that's disappointing.
0: Yeah. It wasn't as bad as, like, some of the shows I'd watch, um, <laughs> waiting for it to get better, and it didn't, so... Mm. Could have been worse. Um... And I started watching Kaguya sama Love is War, which is about mm. these two characters that are, uh, too prideful to admit that they like each other. So every episode is them trying to get the other to confess. And it's kind of funny because, like, um, like Kaguya will nonchalantly say something about how, like, oh, someone asked me out on a date and will, like, look at the guy and be like, like will say that she's going on a date with no intention of actually going on that date just to goad her crush into saying something about it.
1: Oh my god.
0: Um it's like very anime dramatic where it's like you know those um that's the same energy as like the tennis fight in Death Note. God <laughs> Like it's needlessly dramatic.
1: Oh my god. TLT Sundare loving Sundare. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what pretty that much sounds show. like. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, that's it for like non-ongoing shows. Otherwise, I have like 14 things I'm watching simultaneously. X-Arm I mean, is still going. To go be watching on. the 7th episode.
1: What's the What's the ranking for it right now currently? For, for X-Arm? Yeah.
0: Oh, it's cruising at a 0.92 right now.
1: Wonderful. Exactly what it deserves. <laughs> Snakes, Suzanne, snakes have manifested in my home. I have not known a day of peace. I hate that I know the opening to this travesty. I
0: was, I was thinking about it in the shower, too, because I was thinking of, um... Because the opening theme sounds like it's trying to be something else. And it kind of sounds like the opening to Kekai Sensen, or, um... Blood Blockade Battlefront, which is a vastly superior anime... Not just because they didn't use trash mocap, but, like, the story's just better? Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I think the opening for X-Arm is called Hello World, and it probably isn't. But, like, it just, I feel like it's trying really hard to be kind of, like, a marriage between, like, Western and Japanese kind of, if not culture, then just, like the energy or the vibes or whatever, and it fails miserably.
1: Ugh, I, just, I, It makes me so irrationally angry. I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> <awful>. <laughs> I might watch, like, every time
0: I, because the anime list I use will update, so it will show, like, which episode I've watched, and then it will show, like, there's a new episode out. And every time mm-hmm. arm pops up with a new episode, I'm like,
1: hmm, should I? Good for them. But no thank you. Uh, God.
0: But yeah, what have you been watching that's not mm, garbage? Uh,
1: Sailor Moon, but the new uh, Viz? The new Viz dub? Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Which apparently you can't get in Canada, because I tweeted about the Sailor Moon updated dub, and the Sailor Moon Canada fan account tweeted at me. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, what's this about? I'm like, Listen, I don't know what to tell you. I was just in the room and my sister was watching it. I'm so sorry. But apparently you like can't get the new dub in Canada. So Oh, that sucks. sucks. That
1: yeah. sucks because it's actually really good.
0: Yeah. Like I hate like, the dubs.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I really like the voice actress for, for Usagi Sagi because she sounds like a really good match of both the original Japanese actress. And like the original DIC dub actress for, Mm -hmm. for Usagi slash Serena. Um, (laughs) like she's a really, she's a really good fit. It's, it's been crazy to realize like how much was actually cut out in like in the original DIC dub because not only was so much cut out, the episodes weren't even really in order. Like I had VHS's. They were all over the place. Like literally one of them was the one where like, his name is not Damien, but it's what I'm going with because I know that's the OG DIC dub name for him. Um, Mamoro. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna say Damien because I'm talking about the DIC dub. But it's like when he's like possessed and Sailor Moon has to, is crying over his body with this little locket that plays their, their theme song that they dance to or whatever. Like that was right next to an episode of them just like being in school. Which is in a completely different part of the season, <laughs> uh, clearly because she's like awakened as Princess Serenity in one and then talking, like, it's a very early episode, like, Sailor Jupiter's not even there mm-hmm. and they're talking about grades and stuff. It was, it was a mess. <laughs> but it's really interesting to, to real, to like visually see how much was actually cut out because like in the original DIC dub Sailor Mercury shows up I think in like episode 6 or 7 mm-hmm. and in the new dub and the original uh version in Japanese she comes in in, in episode 8 so they mm. cut out all they cut out a couple episodes in there um and I know they not only cut out whole episodes. I'm pretty sure they also, like, just cut out scenes and Mm. shoved them into other episodes too to, like, squish stuff down. So, it's, I'm really, I'm really excited about getting, like, the full experience. Um, especially with, like, the unsanitized, like, not sanitized language and cover-ups for, like, once again, their cousins. (laughs) Um, just gals being pals, just gals. What's better than this? Just gals (laughs) being pals. Um, but also it's, it's nice that like the original Japanese names for the characters are respected and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Not that like the, like the DIC names weren't awful because they, Mm. they did keep their last names in Japanese. Mm. Um, but it's nice. It's it's done. It's done really well. I'm glad that they did it. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna watch Crystal afterwards. I don't. I don't like the look of it. Um, honestly, I, it's, the proportions are really weird. It, they, it definitely
0: looks like a like an attempt to do the 2010 style for in nineties for nineties anime. Um, with
1: yeah, it
0: just looks kind of too clean.
1: Yeah. And not even not even just a 90s anime, but like the specific style of like of Sailor Moon, like Mm -hmm. um, like the exaggerated long legs and arms and just the specific head and face shape. Like it doesn't they tried to do a hybrid style and it it just doesn't look good and especially looks the worst in like the first season. Mm. Um, I know that it I know that it's gotten a little bit better now, but I still don't like that the tra- transformations in the first season were like all three D CGI. Like mm. it, it, it was is not good. Mm-hmm. Um I think everything is two D now though, because they got a lot of comp- complaints from fans mm-hmm. about the three D uh dress up sequences. But otherwise, besides Sailor Moon, I'm probably gonna do a Helsing rewatch soon because my f- favorite Helsing fanfiction that was on hiatus for like a year and a half updated it, like the first week of January and has pumped out like three other chapters since then. So I'm like, oh, nice. Maybe I'll re- maybe I'll rewatch the show because it's is <laughs> real real good, and I love Helsing so much. I love. I love the characters. I love the art style. Um, it's definitely a little shamelessly horny on main. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of the an- it's one of those anime that like weirdly fetishizes Britain mm. and the UK, but like not in not in like a Hetalia way, but in a way that's like sort of their like. Related to Japan's weird sort of obsession with like English style maids and butlers, <laughs> um, but but the characters uh, thems- themselves are really fascinating. Integra, who is one of the three main characters, is probably one of the coolest female protagonists and um, and all- anything that I've watched. She she smokes cigars. She wears suits. She doesn't take any shit, she's a stone cold badass and she's got like blonde hair down to her ass. Nice. Love her so much. But yeah, that's I'm I'm trying to watch through all of Sailor Moon first though, so we'll see how that goes.
0: <laughs> so our Twitter is Two Weaves in a Trench. Uh, you can now find us on Instagram at Two Weaves in a Trench Coat and you can email us at Weaves in a at gmail.com our opening is Our Way by Vitney, and the music you're listening to right now is Chocolate Sunglasses by Drunken Foreigner Band.
1: Uh, it's episode three.
0: Still don't have an outro.
1: Uh,
0: we'll come up with one at one point,
1: but I'm Madison. And I'm Suzanne. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, good night. I guess that's our <laughs> outro for now still. That's, that's three for three.